Now, Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Welcome aboard our final Tech Talk program for the month of February of 2023. That was a fast month. Saturday morning, February 25th, we are live before the snow comes. If you're listening to us on Sunday afternoon, the 26th, it may be white. Don't know. I have a gut feeling we're not going to get that much, but hope I don't jinx everything. Glad to have you along whenever you're listening. If you're just uh, joining us, this weekend it's myself, Alan Perry, and a fellow we have not seen in a while. Hello, it's Tofi Haruk. Tofi is a smartphone and smartwatch tutor, and also behind the microphones... I'm Brian Pavlich, your, your Tech Talk producer. And... and <laughs> go to the show notes. The, yes, long Go down awaited. to the bottom of the show notes, uh, just above our sign of the week, which will give you a laugh, something that make you go, ah... You can see two of the roundest, chubbiest cheeks on a baby, uh, and that baby has a name. Uh, it's Milo Ilya Wolf Pav- Pavlicic. So Milo spelled M-I-L-O? Yes. It's uh, like a shortened version of the Croatian name Milos. Mm-hmm. And then second name? Uh, uh, Ilya is another Slavic name that I really loved, and we just this was what we were split on Milo and Ilya for so long, going back and forth. And then finally just said, Milo was Juna's pick. And my, my grandpa called, sorry, tangent here. Yeah. My grandpa called the other night, I was telling you. And he's like, you still haven't named this baby. And the baby was born on his 91st birthday. So he has a lot of, he's been dying to have a grandchild for a great grandchild for so long. Yeah. And calls and he's like, I hear you guys are split on two different names. Don't you know better? It's always <laughs> Juna's baby first. She carried it for nine yep. months. She's always going to be the mom. Her name goes first. Your name goes second. That's the end of it. <laughs> and then Juna came like back into the room and I told her and I was like, why don't we just do this because yeah. it's been six weeks so anyway milo Ilya, wolf pavlicic why wolf wolf with an e we always liked the name wolf but yeah. he was born on the wolf moon no that kidding. was that super chaotic I love um, that. <laughs> that's so cool labor delivery like there was i think there was 20 something deliveries before us that you know that weekend yep. or that night of the full moon anyway so wow. it was kind of his birth story i think of kind of like how denarius is stormborn and it's part of her yeah. title he's wolf is part of his title so and now he's six weeks old yeah. Time goes by quickly. That's oh, a great shot. Thank you. If you've never gone to show notes before, uh, but you want to see Brian Junior's baby, then shownotes.ca typed into the address bar of your browser, not into your search box. And then scroll down to the bottom. At the very bottom, we have some great homework videos uh, there for you. But Milo is really adorable. Yeah. It's a great, <laughs> so that's adorable. a great shot. Yeah. Blue eyes. Blue eyes. We'll see if that's stays. Yeah, babies often have blue eyes and it fades. I can think I can already see the brown coming in. We're both brown-eyed, so... Yep. Awesome. Thank you. And Thank you, guys. And the birth certificate is filed? Oh, no, no, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get caught up on the paperwork. There's been... We had a... We actually had a lot of, like, medical visits. We had a little bit of a scare yeah. this week. And, oh, it's crazy. It's just, it's just like... You always think, like, okay, I'm calm, I'm calm. Oh, my God, what's happening? And then <laughs> you're in... Yeah, anyway. He's, he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good to see you again, Tofi, as well. Yeah, I'm excited. Thanks so much for last, having me. Last guys. time you were here, one of the reasons that we were invited you in because you know an awful lot more than us about Android phones, and so we were going to do a whole bunch of Android tips, but right. we went off on tangents answering people's questions, which is what it's all about, so mm-hmm. that's good. So we're going to make sure that we get to it this time. Love it. So if you go down in the show notes, uh, Tofi's updated uh, the handout that he prepared for you, and there are two there for you that you can download or print if you want, and they are items number 15 and 16 in the show note. Tofi's top 10 Android tips 
And then if you're in the market for a new smartphone, Tofi's also compiled a list of things you should consider when buying which one to buy. And that's where we sort of spend a lot of time on. So let's just get one out of the way right off the top. We'll work our way through all of them so you don't have to look at the notes. But if you want to share these with others or if you're trying to decide, this may help. Number one. It's customization. Mm -hmm. I have one of Andrew's oldest features has been the ability to completely personalize your phone. You got custom wallpapers, icons, theme packs have been around for over a decade. You can change all the default apps like phone, messages, digital, the digital assistant. Um, you can choose the Google Assistant or Alexa, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, different home apps or launchers. And um, they offer just like, like layouts and some of them offer improved security, which is pretty nice. How do you get to customization? Now, I know the answer is different on different models, but in a nutshell. A lot of the... So, like, a f- developer like Samsung have their first-party themes ingrained into the operating system, which is yep. really nice. You can also go download them just from the Play Store and download, like, a third-party launcher, which has a lot of these features yep. included in them, which please, is great. Please, 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 if you're going to download an Android phone, please download from the Play Store. Play Store. Not somewhere else. There's so much caca out there. Exactly. And you can get in deep trouble. Yeah. We will go through more of these as you do. Thank you. Speaking of caca. <laughs> uh, Segue. Yeah. Well, there's just there's just a whole raft of new twists on the theme, and I've put pictures in there. So if you go to the show notes, it may take take a second to load. So first one up, it's tax season. So watch out for scam emails claiming to be from the Canada Revenue Agency regarding a tax refund. I put a screenshot of one in there. It has a tax credit officer, a tax refund number, a refund amount, and they just want you to click on the button to sign into a CRA account. These emails are being sent from a variety of email addresses, mostly Gmail accounts, but some also from gibberish overseas email account providers. The CRA will never send you emails or texts like this and will only ever send you emails advising that there's a message waiting in your online CRA portal without any link to click on. So Mm -hmm. please, that one. Now, the other half of that, skipping down, if you go down to number four, this is a new scam. This is an email advising that your social insurance number will be cancelled due to fraud on your part and urging you to call Service Canada to explore your options. So that's, we haven't seen that, that one, Tofi, before. No, this one's a little scary. Looks, uh, looks real, too. Yeah, the logo the and everything's yeah, right. We're sorry branding. to inform you about your social insurance. Now, the grammar's not precise. Mm-hmm. The spacing, they've got a little things off, but... Imagine, especially if you are new to Canada, you've got your show insurance number so you can work, and then you get a message that says, it's got a case ID number, we are sorry to inform you about your social insurance number will be terminated within 24 hours. We take zero tolerance approach to any violations of our terms and conditions, which you have violated by using a false identity. We hope that you will understand our decision, and we wish you the best in your future endeavors. If you have any questions well, or concerns, please contact customer service to our toll-free number. Unreal. If you call that number, fraudsters posing as Service Canada will ask you for your SIN number. And then they will threaten if you don't send the money immediately, you will be arrested. Okay. Now again, I'm sure the vast majority of you know that that it's a scam. As soon as I tell you, you don't have to look at the letter, right? Right. Stop and think. Do you know someone who might be tempted to call? Warn them. Mention this. This just came out two days ago from the Canadian Anti-Fraud Center. It's just exploded. So th- there's one in there. Weasels. Yeah, pass the message along for sure. Yeah. 
there we go. Uh, unfortunately, lots of other scams in there that we will talk about during the show. One other one that's sort of on the verge of techie, but I thought because of its significance, I would mention it, Tofi. Kosori. Do you guys have a Kosori air fryer? No. Not by no. chance. Millions of them being sold. Mm-hmm. We have one at home. Um, Kosori is recalling millions of defective and potentially dangerous air fryers, including about 253,000 of them sold here in Canada. The models in question were sold between March of 2019 and this past December. They have faulty wiring, which could cause a fire. If you have a Kasori air fryer, or if you know someone who does, get them to check to see if yours is being recalled. I put a link. Uh, but if you're driving or walking and think you might uh, forget the link, it's complicated, you can go to recall. Dot Kosori, C-O-S-O-R-I dot com. You click mm-hmm. on the Health Canada official recall page. Mm-hmm. It tells you how to find your model number. Mm-hmm. And then once you do, uh, ours is being recalled. Then what they have you do is they have you take a picture of the thing on the bottom, mm-hmm. which has got a uh, batch number. Right. And then they have you take a picture of the front. Oh, you have to write the batch number down on a piece of paper. You have to hold it in the frame when you take a picture. Mm -hmm. You have to take a picture of the front with that in the frame. You have to take a picture of the back and the front. But before you take the picture of the back, you have to cut the power cord with a pair of scissors. Wow. Because you never can use it again. And they want to make sure that you're not going to then sell it to somebody. Right. So, yeah. Smart. And then they will send you a replacement. If you want to go and get another air fryer right away, you don't want to wait, you can choose to get other products as well. But yeah, this is a big deal. So there you go. Again, that's item number eight in the show notes. That's a huge window there, March 2019. Yeah. To this past December. Two million are being recalled, and it turns out 253,000 of them sold here in Canada at Amazon, Costco, Bed Bath & Beyond, London Drugs, a bunch of stores. So, But they tell you how to tell if yours is affected. You start with the model number, and then it tells you the batch number. So then, from there. item number eight in the show notes. Saturday morning, we are live before the snow comes. We'd love to help you, especially while Tofi's here. If you've got any questions about Android smartphones in particular, anything mm-hmm. as goes, but that in particular, because then I don't have to text Tofi and say, I don't know this one, Tofi, what do I do? <laughs> 250-386-1161 on a home phone, star 1070 on a mobile phone, or you can text us at 107010. One zero seven zero one zero. If you do text, please include your first name somewhere in the notes. We have some other important things to tell you about in here. We'll update you on the Netflix password sharing. And also, uh, a couple answers that I found for people this week. How can you find out when you first started texting with someone? There's an easy thing to do in iPhones and iPads. We'll see if Tofi knows if you can do that easily on Android. And also, can you take a screenshot of something on an Apple Watch? I don't know. I know what that question is for. (laughs) Well, I didn't think you could, but it turns out you can. Yeah, Tofi's nodding. Yeah, Yeah, Tofi knew. (laughs) After you turn on a switch, we will will talk uh, about that. And lots of other stuff coming up on the show. So, quick break, and we're back to take John and Barb. You're up first. As we continue on Tech Talk with Alan and Tofi and Brian to the phone lines and John. Hi, John. Hey, good morning, Alan. How you doing? I recognize that voice. How is life out in Machosan? We are having fun. Snow yet? Oh, yes. Yeah, oh. we got snow out here. Really? We got about an inch and a half, two inches uh, the other night. Oh, oh but not, not from the latest round. Oh, no, not yet. Okay. Not today. <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> yes. What's on your mind? Uh, last Saturday, our jigsaw puzzle was working great, and on Sunday, 
the jigsaw puzzle was about a third the size of it was that it was on uh, on Saturday. So I'm wondering if they did an update or did I mess up somewhere? Um, so the it's filling the whole screen, but the top pieces are tiny. Yes. Try control. Hold down the control. Key. I'll put your mouse where the pieces are. Hold down control and rotate the mouse wheel. I'm just going to put you on speaker. Yeah, please. While John's doing that, this works pretty well everywhere on Windows and almost the same on Mac, Tofi. Hold down control and rotate the mouse wheel, and it'll yep. make things larger or smaller, whether that's a Word document, an email, or in this case, a website. Some games have their own sliders, and if I remember Microsoft Jigsaw, it also has a slider. Like a Zoom slider on it, right? Yep. Yep. Did that work, John? Yes. Awesome. There you go. Now, on Microsoft Jigsaw, there is also an icon over on the far right for the pieces that you've not added into the Jigsaw yet that are just in the sorting tray. There's a button you can press, and as you, as you m put more and more pieces into the puzzle, it will make the other ones larger, the ones that are left, to help you out. Right. I forget what that icon is. There you go. I wish everything was that simple, John. Quick thing. Yeah. Um... I cannot find the uh, 2023 show notes. Oh, okay. So what you need to do is delete the bookmark that you have currently, because that uh, goes to a different location. We ran into a capacity issue. And then go back up to the address bar and type shownotes.ca. And when it takes you to the one with the purple bar that says Tech Talk 2023 show notes, bookmark that. Then it'll be there going forward. Much appreciated. Already, let me know if that doesn't work out. Yep, take right. care. Thanks. Good stuff. Yeah, I wish everything was that easy. One of the things we'll do, by the way, uh, Microsoft is expanding the rollout of its new AI-powered version of its Bing search engine, codenamed Prometheus. Mm -hmm. They're now making it available to users of the Bing app on iPhones and iPads and also on Skype, if you've been approved. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we'll, we'll walk through that. But in the meantime, if you want to get on the wait list so you can use it on your phone as well as on your computer, go to bing.ca slash new. And yeah. click on put me on the wait list. I signed up the other day. A couple people have asked. There's no money involved here. It's no. not like they're going to try and sell you something. Not at all. No, that's not what that is. No, we'll, we'll try it out on the show. We'll mm -hmm. see what we can do. So we'll do that as well. Okay, back to the phone lines. And Barb. Hi, Barb. Good morning. How are you? Excellent. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Uh, no snow out here either. I'm by the airport. So, so not far. yet. Fingers <laughs> crossed. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, so what I'm having is I just discovered yesterday the. Uh, text messages between my iPad and iPhone are not um, syncing with each other. Ah, that that occasionally uh, does become an issue. So the best way, Tofi, is to start with the iPhone. Yep, typically itself, and go to settings. Uh huh. And then we will go to messages. It's down a fair ways. There's three green ones in a row: phone, messages, and FaceTime. Tap on messages. Mm -hmm. Okay. Doing that as we're on the yep. Thing. No, that's yeah. the, anybody else. This is worth doing, even if your messages are working fine. Yeah. So a, if it doesn't, you'll know how to fix it. But b, you can also fix it for friends. Yeah, always. So settings, uh, messages. Okay. Update. I have an update for I, Apple ID settings. Ah, okay. That's oh. part of the problem. Then there you go. So do that one first. Nice. We're solving the problem. Uh, yeah. Click on that and they'll continue. Yes. Yep. Okay, so... going to ask you to sign in again, likely. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> You're going to need your Apple ID password. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Um. I tell you what, to avoid you having pressure, I'll put you on hold for a minute. You you go and you go and do that, and and, yeah, take and get time, signed bro. in, and then we'll see if we can, and then we'll walk you through for everybody how exactly. to do this. Yeah. So iMessage is a really great service uh, that works really well, especially for people, Brian, that are going traveling mm-hmm. to countries and they're not going to have any data for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. Or if they're going to change their phone number and use either an eSIM or a foreign SIM, yep. so therefore their phone number, their Canadian number is not going to work, yep. you can still message people mm-hmm. using your iMessage service Mm-hmm. As long as you make one switch in there to change the setting over to where you start your conversations from. And then they mm-hmm. just simply message you using your Apple ID email. And that works. Oh, on yes, yeah. It's Android. Androids will not work for this. No, they don't have that this option. Is, uh, this is actually one of the <laughs> most frustrating com- um, like uh, messages problems that I come into is like iPhone iPad, Mac not syncing and having to like sign out yes. of all the accounts, re-sign in, reset it up. But yeah. sometimes you're you're going through that process like three, four times before. Like I've I've easily spent hours trying to wow. get these to work. Really? Um, Normally, yeah. just turn off iMessage, wait five seconds, starting on the phone, mm-hmm. turn it back on, do the same thing on the iPad, do the same thing on the Mac, and it works. Oh, I've had to like both devices completely log out of the Apple IDs. Oh my god! Sign into one, turn all the switches on, turn. It, yeah, it's not. Have you had that? I've seen, found it to be fairly common that they get out of sync. We've had some some clients have issues like that, and if yeah. you like talk to Apple about it, they say switch the iMessage off, leave it off for twenty four hours. Oh, switch it back on. Okay, everything once it's. I did it once where we had to turn it off for ten minutes, but totally. that's the longest I've ever done. I guess I've just been blessed. Thank you. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can just get it all set up and get yeah. them to switch it on after, but. Yep. So the switch we're going to get Barb to do is on her iPhone first. Always do it on the iPhone first. Turn iMessage off under Settings Messages. Yeah. I normally say wait 5 to 10 seconds. When you turn it back on, you'll get a little spinning wheel and you get a message that says activating. Yeah. Or contact. What, I'm no, gonna, you're right. I'm, it I'm says gonna activating. I'm going to do it online because sometimes they change the word. Yes, it says waiting for activation. Mm-hmm. And then once it does that. It'll trigger. Yeah. And you want to do it from the phone first because that's where the phone number is. Yes. And then right below that, it'll say send and receive. Exactly. And that's where you go in and you make sure that you start new conversations from your mobile number, mm-hmm. not from your Apple ID, which is exactly opposite what you do if you were going traveling to a foreign country. Exactly. It would be your Apple ID. Yeah. And that way your iPad can mimic. Mm-hmm. And then you just do the same thing on your iPad, off and on. Yeah. And, and you can do that with the calling functionality too, which is nice. Yep. There we go. That's an important one. Okay, well, we'll leave Barb working on that to make sure she's got Apple ID. Number two on Tofi's top 10 list of Android tips. Oh, I love this one. Double swipe down to access quick settings. So similarly to the iOS system with Apple and how you can swipe down on the right side of this, the top right portion top right of the corner. screen. Yep. And you'll get a little quick settings mm-hmm. panel there. On, on Android. Android, you pull down from the top with one finger and you'll get all of your notifications listed, mm-hmm. right? But if you just, from the get-go, pull with two fingers, your quick settings all come down. So two fingers starting on the top edge of the screen. Pull mm-hmm. down, yeah. okay, and, and you'll get always, your quick setting. It'll always give you your entire panel there, which is nice. I did not know that. Mm. Did you know that? No, I didn't remember. It's been That's a while why Toby's here. Thank you. Yeah. You can stay. 
There we go. Uh, again, if you want these tips, if you're just tuning in, if you missed the start of the show, go to the show notes and you will find them item number 15. You can download and either print or share. Feel free to pass them on to somebody else who has an Android phone because these things do change and there's lots of new things to make life simpler. One of the questions we had from... Uh, last week, and it ties into an email that we have here that we'll do after the break. Somebody's trying to decide which phone to get in terms of camera, which is the best phone for the camera. So we'll go through that. We have some test results that we can share yeah. with you as well. Stay with us as we continue on Tech Talk after a news update. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. As we roll on for February 25th and 26th of 2023, before the snow comes, if you're listening to us on Saturday, if you're listening to us on Sunday, there may or may not. We'll see how much we get and how much other people got. Keep in mind that we're getting the least compared to pretty well anywhere else, Tofi, in yeah. North America. I mean, Thank California, you. snow on the Hollywood sign. Yeah. And blizzard conditions, blizzard warning, first time since 1989 in California. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. YouTube is full of videos of people with kids seeing snow for the first time in California. It's, it's crazy. Cool. Yeah, it's really you know. cool. People are like, they move there, so they have good weather year-round. Yeah. It's just like... Michigan, like uh, four feet of snow, so... Whatever we get, we will we will deal with it in our yeah. usual West Coast way out Be here. Be blessed with the way we get. Yes. Uh, while we were in a news break, uh, we talked to Barb, and so she had turned the iMessage off after she put in her Apple ID, turned it back on. She changed the setting to make sure that it was activating on her phone number. I think that was the issue. Right. And she's now, as we speak, doing it on her iPad to make sure she's going to call us back if that doesn't. Good doesn't stuff. Solve the problem. It Love occurred it. to me one other little small thing that Apple's made. Uh, if you go into your settings, iPhone or an iPad, settings, your name, iCloud, for whatever reason, messages is not backed up to iCloud automatically. Could not get a reason why. So when you scroll down, settings, your name, iCloud, you will find that. Virtually everything is turned on, but... Oh, you have to click on Show All now. It now shows you apps using iCloud. You have to click on Show All to get yep. the list. Please make sure Messages is turned on. What that yep. means is if you buy a new phone for mm -hmm. whatever reason or a new device, mm -hmm. not only will your contacts all be there, but all the conversations yep. will be there. And this was the fun one that I was able to help somebody with, and Tovi's going to tell us how to do this on Android if you can, to find out when you first started texting with someone. Like, yeah. when was that? So you open messages, go to your chat with them, then tap on the time in the top left corner of your screen, and it'll zip you to the first message in your chat with them uh, with the date and time above it. I just did it as an example last night. Shirley, if you're listening, you're my guinea pig. It doesn't say your last name. It just says Shirley. And it tells me that our first text message was February 14th of 2021 at 628 p.m. So now, if you have a, if you've been chatting with somebody for years, you may have to tap the time several times to get all the way back because it goes back a hundred messages at a time. Yeah, that so makes sense. That. On Android, is there a way to do that? Yeah, it's similar to how you would scroll up on a Windows page. And so, on the right side of your Messages app, you'll have a scroll bar, and that scroll bar will just allow you to zip all the way up to the top. I'm typing that as we. There's a scroll bar on the right. Yep. Bar on the right, which you can use to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. 
this, so that's available on the proprietary Android Messages app that's found yep. on most Android phones. And then I cross-reference the Samsung one as well. Also has it available. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Wait, thank you. Of course. Okay. Uh, homework video. There's some fun stuff. Thank you to everybody that sends homework videos. I sort of curate the ones that I think have the, the most widespread appeal in there, plus other things here. Do you know Lady Va? Never heard of Lady Brian, Va. do you know Lady Va? Doesn't ring a bell. Hey, Siri, tell me about Lady Va. Here's what I found. Lady Va Stefani Joanne Angelina Germanotta, known professionally as... Uh, no, that's Lady Gaga. I want Lady Va. <laughs> well, okay, thank you so much. I'm going to use the new Bing. Um, so I got, I put myself on the wait list and got onto the the list for the for the new Bing. I put a picture of what the new Bing with chat looks like in the show notes. You'll find it item number thirteen there. So I'm just going to type. I won't because of the, it got it wrong with the spelling. Tell me about Ladyva. L A D Y V A. There we go. Okay. And it is searching to do this. So Microsoft has really tightened down what the Bing Prometheus engine will do on mobile. They're starting small. There we go. Uh, She is a Swiss musician who plays boogie-woogie blues and jazz piano. She also sings and composes. She started playing piano when she was 14. She has a YouTube channel where she posts her performances. What would you like to know more about Ladyva? And it's offering to show me pictures, music, and everything. Here's the one I put in the show notes. She's just winging it. This is at the Boogie Boogie Festival, International Boogie Nights, Uster. It's got to put a smile on your face. There you go. Whole performance is there. Thank you, Martin, for sending me that one. So now you know about Ladyva. I love it. It's oh, a bop. That and so bop. on Bing, when I did this, I'm just showing it to Tofi. Down at the bottom, it says her musical influences, her personal life, her latest album. So I'll click on her personal life, and it will then generate that. So it's in a very conversational thing. Yeah. So it's, it's bringing that up. Mm-hmm. I tried a few recipes and things. It should and- chain link the conversation, so you shouldn't need to re iterate what you were talking about. Yeah. According awesome. to some sources, Lady Va was born 8th of December 1988 in Ipswich, Switzerland. She has a brother named Pascal, who is also a musician. She is married to Gabriel Adonai, who is a singer and guitarist. Is there anything else you would like to know about Lady Va's personal life? No thanks. No thanks. I could talk to it, but I'm just doing it this way. Oh, I guess one of the... I just saw the bio here. Her, her piece, Quarantine Boogie, reached over 100,000 hits on YouTube. That looks like that was kind of maybe a breaking point for her. Yeah, how did like I... Quarantine Boogie. <laughs> how did her. I not know that? So, oh. yeah, I honestly... I think I'd vaguely heard of her name. Had you heard of her before? No. I feel better now. I had no idea there was this, like, Boogie Woogie resurgence. Yeah, <laughs> it's huge. There's festivals around the world. Oh, and no Bing way. Prometheus says, you're welcome, I'm glad to help, and a happy face. <laughs> I love that the AI is polite. Yeah. Microsoft's put a lot of work into that because the original version, when they rolled it out in test, if you went back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, it started getting rude if you <laughs> if you were questioning oh. it. Oh, so, yes, like if you went past five yeah, more. Yeah, so back. now they've put a lock in, so five, and then you have to start a new chat on the computer there. Microsoft mm-hmm. has actually been working on this project for years. The Verge has an excellent article on the history of the Bing AI engine project 
and I link that in item number 13 on the show notes. If you are an educator, Tofi, you are an educator. Yes, sir. A different kind. But if you are a teacher, professor, mm-hmm. editor, something like that, happy to report that Ed Tian, the 22-year-old Canadian student at Princeton who wrote the free GPT-0 engine that tells you whether text was written in AI or not, mm-hmm. he's updated it with some new rules because people have been sending him examples saying, this was, how come it says no? And he discovered its weakness was for prose... Poetry and music. Interesting. Because by its very nature, that's going to be unique, even though it's being created by a, 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 a GPT engine. Mm-hmm. So when it right. creates a poem for you, it doesn't have the kind of structure that an essay would or a news story. Yep. So he's trying to make it more accurate. So he's given the new version there. So if you are a teacher, edu- or if you just want to check, and see if some story you're reading on the website X is written by an AI. Item number 14, GPT-0, Z-E-R-O, dot me, dot M-E. Now, Good you time. have to register for a free account. No strings attached. He just wants to make sure that he sees what text is being used to see if students are using AI to write part of their essay mm-hmm. and then are running it against the tool to see if their professor is going to find out. <laughs> right. <laughs> we talked right. about this, Brian. Good, bad, right? Cross-referencing everything, everything. Yeah. 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 So, there, so the new engine is at gpt0.me. I put in a few of the things that we did last weekend on the show, and again, the poetry ones, mm-hmm. it said, I'm not sure. But all the, all the text ones, all that is really it's, good. It's in that category of media and creativity where... Yeah. There's a little bit of obscurity there. Yeah. Right? It's tough to know. Yeah. Um, even nowadays, you're listening to a song on the radio, and there's probably 10 or 20 writers making the song, right? So it's not necessarily the person you're hearing. Exactly. So there you go. So it is out there. Microsoft is going to be rolling it out much more widely in the next couple of weeks. They're fairly comfortable. They've got the initial bugs out. The link mm-hmm. in the show notes um, gives you um, their latest podcast or, or their latest blog post talking about two weeks in. This yeah. is this is a revolution. Yeah. It's going to start to change everything. Yeah. After last week, Brian, I had a travel agent called me and yeah. he asked me how to get on because he had several itineraries to do for people. Yep. And he's down staff because somebody's having surgery and somebody else is off w- with COVID. Right. And he said, would this help? Because I've got to give sample itineraries for people. Mm-hmm. So I logged him into the chat GPT engine. Yeah. And it's brilliant. He was email. He just copy paste sent it to the client said, is this what you're looking for? If so, tell me which ones you like and yeah. I'll start finding you the hotels and everything wow. for Europe. And they were just blown away. That was one of the things. If travel agents already haven't, you know, <laughs> their share, you know, market share hasn't already slipped. Like chat GPT can give it back to you in like a blink. Exactly. Yeah because they'll be able to customize that. So this is the onslaught. Okay, quick break. Love to help you if you've got any questions at all, especially about Android phones. While Tofi's here, 250-386-1161 on a home phone while we are live on Saturday. Star 1070 on a mobile phone. Text to 107010. And I can see there is a bunch of texts here. I'll read those and we'll get the answers coming up. 13 before the hour. Hour number one of Tech Talk. Okay, got a bunch of texts and emails here about travel, Tofi, so mm-hmm. I'll start with yours. Yeah, great one here. We're traveling in Europe this spring, 
Can't wait. As it'll be the first time since January 2022, or 2020. Wow. We are spending a week in south, south of France, then heading to Italy for four weeks. Oh, let's go carry their luggage. Right? That would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Wondering what is the best way to use our mobile, mobile phones without getting charged for roaming. We heard uh, to buy, we heard we could buy a SIM once we arrive, but are wondering if we if we'd buy one for France, if we'd have to buy another one for Italy. Any suggestions would be welcome. Yeah, that's a really good question. Mm-hmm. So first of all, you can buy a SIM, but you don't really need to. Depending on your phones, it doesn't say what phones you have. No. Uh, if your phone was made within the last three years, mm-hmm. two years, yeah, three. depending on the brand. Mm-hmm. iPhones, anything since the iPhone 10, the iPhone X, yeah. has the ability to do an eSIM. Exactly. And what that involves is going to the carrier when you arrive there. And this works really well for Europe, because then you can get a Europe-wide eSIM, mm-hmm. but you don't even need to go to the carrier. We'll go you through that. And it basically adds a second phone number. Yep. And then you can turn off your current number. It's still there, it's just not working. Exactly. And that ties into the one I've got here from Diane. Going to Ireland, I do not use my phone for calling when away, but considering Aerolo for data, I've heard that when using debit card at ATM, your carrier may want to text a code to verify it's you. How will that work? Yes, so that's where if you had to do that, if you want to check in on your banking app, or in some cases, in some countries, they're going to want to text a code. So you would turn your Canadian number back on. Mm-hmm. Now, you're going to get dinged on that roaming fee. Exactly. For 24 hours. So the best thing to do is, if you have to go down that path, is make sure you, you also log into any other banking apps, so they'll all send you their codes. Yeah. If you're going to buy anything on Amazon, do that. Do it they'll then. send you a code. Then you can turn your Canadian number back off. Yeah. But yeah, but so for Europe, the, the app that we recommended, we've checked with a whole bunch of others. It's called Aerolo. If you go to the Tech Talk show notes, there is a separate tab you will see for travel tech tips, mm-hmm. and we put that in there um, specifically. So they said, what countries? France and Italy? France and Italy. Okay, so for France, I'll just punch this up on here. So for France, I'm just guessing that you're going to go for maybe a couple weeks. Two gigs of data for 15 days from Bonbon Mobile would be $7.50 US. Wow, that's great. If you wanted three gigs, that would be 10 bucks. Yeah. Okay, so now let's go to Italy. And you'll see where I'm going with it because I'm going to do the comparison. For Italy, if you want two gigs of data for 15 days, that would be $8 US. Three gigs, ten dollars. That would be perfect. They're doing four. They're doing four weeks in Italy and a week in the south of France. So. Okay, so there's thirty days. But mm-hmm. instead of doing that, what mm-hmm. they can do is with Aerolo, you can go to regional sims and get one for all of okay. Europe. So if you decide to zip across the border, mm-hmm. go to Switzerland or something, then it won't be a problem. And there, for thirty days, five gigs of data, Eurolink. So it works everywhere in Europe except the UK. Mm-hmm. Twenty dollars US. It's phenomenal. If you want 10 gigs of data, because you're going to be doing a lot of stuff 30 days, is only $37 US. Wow. Extremely reasonable. Yeah. So two things. Using an eSIM instead of a physical SIM, so you keep your Canadian number in case you need it, you would just turn it off. Mm-hmm. And secondly, one eSIM covers you for, for all of Europe. So yeah. if you meet somebody and they say, oh, come and see us in Austria, but okay, because you grab the train, Brian, and zip down there, then it's just going to cover you everywhere in Europe. Yeah. yeah. Except for? Oh. The UK. Yeah. Because of? <laughs> Brexit. Brexit. Yeah, exactly. So you, if I'm you have to that. do that. Yeah. 
So that would be uh, the suggestion there for them. Also uh, for Diane, so for you, th that would cover you there. And we also have a text here from Mike. A friend of mine is traveling to Europe in May. Is it possible to install the Aerolo app now and activate it on the day of her travel? Yes, you install the app now. Yeah. You can even buy the eSIM service now. It won't activate till you land in Europe. Yeah. I would hold off because their prices have been going down. Every time we check it, Brian, we seem to get a different price every couple of weeks. It's yep. going down a bit. So I would hold off until a week or two out and then get the app. But again, it yep. won't. Because also, in case something happens, God forbid, and the trip gets canceled, sure. yeah. you can't get a refund. Mm -hmm. yep. It will activate within a year. Automatically. So, yeah, automatically. So that would that would be the suggestion. Wait until a few days or a week or so before. Then you've got it. It's all sitting there. It will activate when you land in Europe. Airalo, A-I-R-A-L-O. And it works fine on Android and on iPhones. So much freedom and flexibility with that. It's great. As we continue on Tech Talk, let's go right back to the phone lines. And Cheryl's been waiting patiently. Hi, Cheryl. Hi there. You have three of us here, all ears. How can we help? Okay, so you guys were talking about eSIMs. Yes. Um, my husband is going to be traveling down to the States probably about six times this year for like four or five day blocks. Uh -huh. um, and we're just looking for the best alternative to kind of avoid roaming. We're with Rogers, yeah. um, and he's got an iPhone 10. So I didn't know if an eSIM is an option or... Yeah, I have um, to correct myself. I said that the iPhone 10 and later, it's actually in yeah. Canada, in North America, it's the iPhone 10R and later can do eSIM. My bad. I was thinking of a friend who was here from Switzerland who had an iPhone 10, and in Europe, it, it came as a different model. So sorry. So eSIM exactly. will not work um, for for him. Um, okay. What he can do, if he would he need to still make and receive calls from his Canadian number? No, not at all. Awesome. Okay. In that case, if you or anybody else go to the show notes, shownotes.ca, go to the tab that says Travel Tech Tips. Happy to report that uh, the American carriers are so competitive, Tofi. They're offering to let you use their service full bells and whistles for mm. free. Mm. And it's awesome. Let's so try it out. T-Mobile is offering a free three-month trial of its network with unlimited calling within the U.S., unlimited global texting, and 50, 50 gigs of <laughs> fast data. It's phenomenal. Wow. Yeah, so you can do that. Oh, but shoot, that won't work for him because that requires an eSIM. They don't do it as a physical SIM. Shoot. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of all these. All of these ones require an eSIM. Okay. And that won't work on an iPhone 10. Support for iPhone 10 is getting... We're, it's kind of yeah. falling off there. It might be time to upgrade if... You know, yeah. if you're already thinking about that, that might be a... Yeah, this would be one time. of those reasons to upgrade um, and get... You don't even have to get an iPhone 14 if you don't want. You could just get a 13 because they're big saving there. Yeah, the, the Rogers does have a roaming plan. So yes. if upgrading is too much of a hassle right now, look at yeah, upgrading I to that. Leaves on Thursday. <laughs> yeah, okay. Look at upgrading to one of the roaming plans, and that gives you full functionality when you cross yeah. the border. So what we mean here is instead of paying the per day roaming fee, you can yeah. actually call Rogers at 611 on the phone mm -hmm. and say, how much would it cost me to bump my monthly plan 
from Canada to Canada US exactly. in many cases it's about 20 bucks about 20 bucks a month mm -hmm. and oh. then he would do that and if he's going several trips then you'd just be covered right and as soon as he yeah. crosses the border all of his services that he has here would just work yeah there so he gets the same amount there. of data there as he does here 4g everything would be fine that would be the least stressful and quickest well, yeah well it's a little more expensive it's probably going to be about 20 bucks a month um but get him to mention that he's considering switching to telus or bell and they may offer it at a discount Make it okay. worth as well, and yeah. then when he's no longer going to the U.S., he can take it back down to the plan he's on now. Exactly. Right. And then that's not considered roaming if he has that plan. No, because it's actually your coverage is now, yeah. And you can even get a plan that includes Mexico for people that go to Mexico frequently. Oh. Well, we do that too. Awesome. There okay. you go. Got some great options. Yeah. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Let me know how you make out. If if you have time after he does it, um, please send us a text or, or an email and let us know what it ends up costing. Just because this stuff changes, and it'd be great to let other people that are in the same situation know. Will do. Thanks, Th thanks much, Cheryl. Guys. Thanks, Bobby. And that works as well, whether you're on Telus, Bell, all the mainstream carriers offer that add-on USA coverage. Mm. Hour number two coming up. Stay with us. Tech Talk with Alan Perry on CFAX 1070. Our fourth quarter, if you think of it like a football game, for February 25th and 26th. Tofi Haruk is here with Brian and me, smartphone, smartwatch, tech tutor. Uh, Mike in Cow Bay says, Tofi, love the show. Please stop saying, hey, G-O-O-G-L-E, uh, <laughs> because all of his G-O-O-G-L-E devices start talking to each other. <laughs> Sorry, Mike, thank you. We get used to... Uh, Siri only listens to the individual person's voice, yeah. but G-O-O-G-L-E-A-L-E-X-A, -E -E they listen to any voice. I've even, actually, I've reset uh, uh, listeners' iPhones before <laughs> when we were demonstrating the way that you can reset it now, yeah. so. Yes. If you, I guess if you sound similar enough, you can reset someone's, or you can trigger yeah. someone's iPhone too. If you're watching TV, by the way, and you wonder why your G-O-O-G-L-E or A-L-E-X-A -E device lights up and then goes back to sleep when they say that word on TV, mm -hmm. if it's a recorded show, like CSI or something, they put what's called a notch filter in, and it takes out the low end of that word. And the devices are now programmed to only listen and only respond if they hear their name full frequency. Mm -hmm. But if it's live on CBC News or something like that, there's nobody to take out a notch filter because it's live, and then it just responds and wakes up. So sorry, of we course. try to say the we try to spell it out instead of doing that. Okay, here we go. Um, this is d d d Frank, who really enjoys our show. Thanks again. Thanks, Frank. I have an iPhone 8 and received a text message from an unknown number in Ohio. The message was, see you outside. Moments later, a reply was sent and showed up on my iPhone. Is this a scam or some cyber phenomenon? Yeah. Oh. Check to see if it was actually a conversation, Frank, with you and somebody else as well as the sender. Like it could be a conversation with Tofi and Brian and I. Sure. So I'd see it pop up when Tofi says, see you outside. Then when Brian replies and says, okay, mm -hmm. I would see that too. And I'd go, what? Oh, right. It's a conversation with three people. So I was seeing the other two. If not, any ideas? What would cause... I mean, trying to sign in. This was on an iPhone, right? On an iPhone 8. A yeah. text message from an unknown number in Ohio. 
I mean, so signing into your Apple ID at appleid.apple.com and confirming the number of devices that are signed into your account is always a good thing to check. Yeah. But, uh, oh, they've changed that. It's no longer Apple. Uh, changes. They've no. It's well, no longer well, appleid.apple.com. It's now iCloud.com. Oh. See what happens when you go there. Yeah, you'll oh. find can't reach this well, page. That ha- that, I, I used it last week. Yes, yeah. this past week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, okay. So if you're going to, if you want to check the status of your Apple account. Whatever Apple device you have, you go to iCloud.com now. You sign in, it's going to send a code to your phone, and then you can check to do that. But yeah, that would be my guess, Frank, just I was from getting, what you've told me. I was getting one-liners like that, like Frank, yeah. and they were generic, like, I'm so sorry, or my bad for taking... I'm just looking for them right yes. now. Okay. And it would be like, I'm... Uh, Hey, I'm sending your money over right now. That's right. And it would be from Ohio or yes. Jersey or Now, that places. one we know about. We talked about this, Brian. We couldn't figure out what it was. And then me being a polite Canadian, I replied Fly. back to this lady. Yeah. And she said, I'm so sorry to bother you. That was so sweet of you to take the time to reply back to me. What do you oh. do? And they want to start up a conversation. Yeah. And because they want me to join their cryptocurrency. Yes, I find any yeah. phone number that I don't know that randomly starts in with a conversation like, like, oh, hey, I'm outside, or mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll be ready in 10. If you say, hey, it's not like, oh, I'm not this person, blah, blah, blah. They're like, oh, who are you? I, I wonder if I had you under the wrong contact. And then say, start you talking, yeah. and then they're just trying to lead you into, exactly. oh, have you heard of this deal? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So be careful of those. I will always reply back because we all make mistakes on dialing and tapping in numbers and it could be telling me that the operation's being cancelled or rescheduled and that person's now missing that message so Mm. we're polite I try to do that but I'll do it back once and as soon as they start asking me who are you where are you what do you do Mm -hmm. uh, 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 it's a concern that's a warning there okay uh, another another one of your Android tips here number seven nearby share this one's great it's super similar to we have with uh, Apple and AirDrop. Mm-hmm. So it came in later. Um, AirDrop was first to it, but it allows you to quickly share videos, photos, files to another Android device. Catch is that the other device needs to also have it enabled, similar to how AirDrop works. Yep. And this is on Android 6 and later. Mm-hmm. So most people should have this on yes, their phone. Yes, exactly. How it's do not... they find the setting to enable it? No, typically, it'll be in your quick settings menu at the top. But if you can't find it, you would go into your connections, uh-huh. and it would be in nearby share. You'd also have a connected devices section right below, yeah. and that allows you to toggle the nearby share off and on. Okay. You can also just go to the search box on most versions of the settings. That's you, the easiest way. Yeah, and just type nearby share, two words, and you will find that. Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else? Text here for you. I get a lot of out-of-country texts on my Android, and when I reply back, it costs me money on my TELUS network, even though I have free Canada-USA. That should not be happening. So if you ever have to... Hmm. Um, okay, this is our little gray cells are going they around could, in our you, brains. You know what? Because some providers, like my understanding is Fido, Virgin, Kudo, I know Shaw, Freedom offer yeah. unlimited global texting. Yeah. But I don't know if the... TELUS does. D- does it yeah. Does it include it on all of, all of its plans? Yeah. Now, the only trick would be there are some premium numbers. Right. Remember back in the days of 800 numbers, and then they added in, like, 
not all of them, but like 866 numbers for calling a dating line or things like that, yeah. and you got charged. It would be like a five-digit number. You call it or text yeah, it, Yeah, right? they've yeah. largely taken those away, but why? I would call TELUS. I yeah. would call star 611 uh, and have the number, have one of the numbers handy or one or two of the numbers handy and say, why am I being charged for this? And make sure that they haven't made an oopies mm-hmm. uh, on your account. Could, yeah. could have been incorrectly charged. Yeah, but that, that's, that's a really good thing. Mm-hmm. From Yvonne, when using Safari Google, I'm often asked to accept cookies. I thought cookies are part of websites tracking me and potentially sharing or selling my information. Is that true? Or do we get harmless cookie tracking even on Safari? For example, I was asked about cookies on Life Labs and Scotiabank websites. Should this alarm me? Really good question. Mm-hmm. So you say you're using Safari Google. So I'm guessing that you mean that you're using the Safari app, which is the most secure app on your device for searching the Internet. The default search engine is Google. Even though they're competitors, for something like 17 billion U.S., they made that the default search engine. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest, for starters, just a suggestion, go into Settings, Safari, Search Engine, and change it off Google onto Bing. Then you can also be ready for this new Bing uh, AI powered, but totally aside from that, yeah, cookies from Life Labs and Scotiabank. It's, con- it's concerning if you're on a website that you don't trust. Yeah, right. When you're using Scotiabank or Life Labs, um, we typically will trust those websites or those apps just based on what they're providing to us. Yeah, on Scotiabank, I would encourage you not to go to the Scotiabank website. Go to the Scotiabank app and then you avoid this whole conversation. Exactly. But if you need to, for whatever reason, to go there, uh, Safari blocks third-party cookies. In other words, cookies not from Scotiabank when you're on the Scotiabank website. Mm -hmm. But Google tries to get around that so they can figure out what you're up to so they can sell that. Mm Mm-hmm. So Bing will help avoid that. Yeah, so again, settings, Safari, this works on iPads as well, settings, Safari, and change the default search engine. My suggestion would be to Bing. How about uh, on an Android phone because it's got the Google operating system baked into it? If you wanted to sh- uh, steer a different direction, you could always do the same thing. Do- download Microsoft Edge, so I have Edge on my phone. Yeah. I also have the Samsung Internet app. I have Chrome on there. Yeah. Instead What's, of downloading Edge now, you might want to try this because you didn't know this. You can now download the Bing directly from during directly from the app from yeah. the Play Store. And I and like the, so, the Bing yeah. app also works really well. Integrates nicely with my Microsoft account. Yes. The uh, most most websites you go to nowadays. Yeah. She, uh, she's right. You'll you'll go on to it and immediately ask you if it's okay for this website to have access to this information. Yeah. Or if it's okay for it to track it. And typically, there will be an accept all right? or just allow the necessary cookies to be tracked. Yep. Yeah. And if you typically, you'll have that pop-up appear and you'll always have the, the big banner will be just to agree to all terms. Mm-hmm. But typically, they'll always have a, a side option there that'll let you go into another screen. And that's when you can just accept the necessary cookies. Or sometimes they even just give you the reject all option. Yes. Exactly. And you're like, they just think people won't click through to that option. So they're like, okay, I guess I have to say yes. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Quick break. When we come back, we've got a couple questions about buying smartphones and which camera is best. And we've also got some stuff here on the Netflix location setting, which you had to do this past week. 
We were talking earlier about the new digital ID program through Air Canada that will allow you to board a flight without having to scan a boarding pass. It would just use your face. Somebody has texted in saying, I've been trying to sign up for the new ID program through Air Canada, but the chip in my passport doesn't scan. Is it possible that I don't have a chip in my passport? I thought that passports were now all of the age that they all had passport chips. But if you have a passport that's just about to expire and you had a 10-year one, it's possible that you might... It's page two. So I'm looking at the Canadian website right now. Yeah. And it says, um, the traditional passport book, but it has an electrical chip that is encoded in the same information found on page two of the passport. Yes. So is it... And you just hold it. You have to hold the positioning as be precise. Mm-hmm. The video that's in the show notes tells you how to hold it, mm-hmm. and you have to hold it still once it finds the chip and a little... It scans it up yeah, and down. Yeah, it gives you the percentage very quickly. Um, you could stop down at uh, Service Canada and see if they can scan it, and they'll tell you if for some reason. Don't know if it's a way to deactivate the chip through electromagnetic or magnets or something. I don't know. You got me. It's hmm. a great question. Yeah, because that is key. That is one of the things you have to do. It's like an NFC in the... Yes, in exactly. a very, Passport. very, very secure one. Mm. And you hold it up to the light, and you can't see it. They're very proud of that one. That would be good. <laughs> From Terry with an I, would you be able to give me the name of a place where I can get a screen fixed on my iPhone 13? We've been big fans for years uh, since Mandeep and Jeff formed it like 10 years ago. Black Apple Cellular. They're great, yeah. Here in Victoria. Yeah, they're fantastic. Uh, anywhere else that you can recommend that you feel comfortable recommending? Um, medical clinic, or mobile clinic at Hillside Mall. Great. Oh, they're the ones that are in partnership with TELUS. Yes. You go in there, you'll see some kudo plans on there, out there, but yep. they're great guys. TELUS is partnered with them, so if, you, if you're under the TELUS warranty yep. or their service plan and you break it or drown it, then that's their... Their partners here. Yeah. They only have one location, I believe, uh, that one there. Yeah, authorized to repair Samsung, Apple, yep. the works, Google. Okay, another email there. What you got? I have a Chromecast, and they could not change my settings. So this is pertaining to the Netflix. Oh, okay, so here's backup. Reader's Digest condensed version. In case you missed it last week, if you have a Netflix account, this past Tuesday, the 21st, was the deadline to lock in your primary location. If you didn't do that, Netflix will have picked a primary location for you, which will be a problem if you were watching Netflix somewhere else at the time. Right. There's a link in the show notes for item number 19. You can go there, and it tells you how to change it if you've also relocated yep. or like that. Okay? Initially, it was a little more difficult where you yep. had to have the person who had the access Yes. To change the address yeah. on there, but no, anybody can. You have to watch Netflix on your TV. If you're watching it on a mobile device, they will have picked a location for you. You then have to go in through your computer to or a tablet. It's hard to do on a phone mm-hmm. to change the location. Makes sense. That. But on a Chromecast... Um, they struggled, so I got... Uh, Tara here and he says I have Chromecast and they could not change my settings so I had to cancel and sign up again they tried for half an hour could not change my settings to my primary location wow interesting so Brian that's that devil in the details you can Netflix you can access Netflix on such a myriad of devices they've tried to come up with a system that works and they missed Chromecast (laughs) I wonder if it's the same on Roku devices right or on Amazon Fire yeah, if they missed yep. Google, I missed. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. Amazon Fire. This is a really cool, this is a really big deal in okay. arguably one of the most genuinely beneficial software updates in a while. Amazon has launched a new feature that enables audio to be streamed directly from its Amazon Fire TVs to cochlear hearing implants. Oh, great. So a lot of people with cochlear implants. That's so cool. Now it can go directly the same way it can from an iPhone mm -hmm. or from a Google phone. Now you can go directly from an Amazon Fire TV. Good for them. Just to, uh, I'm jumping us back one question ago, but uh, talking about repairing cell phone screens, I had a caller call in and say they've had good success out with uh, Digital Rabbit Cellular. I don't oh. know if you guys have... No, never, ever, ever. Yeah, I've dealt with them before. Fantastic. Oh, good. Yeah. They're okay. great. Okay. Yes. That's another option. They're yep. out on uh, West Saanich Road. Yeah. They also got one on Mackenzie, I believe, as well. Oh, oh yes. thank you. Oh, yes. Yeah. Thank you. They're Our great. listeners keep... Uh, speaking of holy grails of tech innovation, Apple is said to be close to one of them. Accurate no-prick glucose monitoring. Yes, that was a big news item this week. This was Bloomberg amazing. is reporting that Apple's been secretly working on it for years and has recently achieved a major milestone. They think they could bring it to Apple Watch possibly this fall. Maybe next year. Wow. Yeah, something to do with reflecting a la laser that penetrates your skin and it will reflect back yeah. and give you some kind of information about glucose levels. It's got to be accurate because yeah. otherwise yes. you're going to have an insulin shock. So this is not one of those ones that's kind of helpful like, what's your heartbeat? No, this has got to be. <laughs> so this is yes. a big one there. Answer to a listener question. Can you take a screenshot of something on an Apple Watch if your iPhone is not handy? Oh, yeah. I didn't know. I found out. Yes, you can. But you have to enable that option first. I've put the link into how to do that in item number 25 yeah. there. Similar to how you would on an iPhone. Yes. Okay, quick break. Back with our final segment. Final few minutes of Tech Talk with Alan and Topi and Brian. And if you're in the market for a new smartphone, Topi's compiled a list of things you should consider when deciding which one to buy. Item number 16 in the show notes. It ties into an email that you've got there, Topi. Yes, I got one here from Christine. And hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Uh, it's asking, looking to upgrade my iPhone, my current iPhone 11. I'm tempted by the Galaxy's camera abilities. I've been an iPhone user, so I'm wondering if the transition will be awful or is it not worthwhile to make? Also, any comments about the new I newest iPhone cameras? Interesting. So I actually have the new iPhone. Mm -hmm. 14 Pro. Yeah, I went from 12 Pro Max right to 14 Pro Max, so I waited the two years. How much of a difference did you notice? Um, biggest difference I've noticed, it's a pretty big difference, honestly. The, how quick the camera is able to focus. Yeah. Phenomenal. Just like instantly focuses. And then the actual low light photography. So to answer the question about the cameras, it's a personal choice, but last year's iPhone 13 Pro or the new Samsung Galaxy S23 Ultra, which takes the best pictures, the results are in, the iPhone 13 Pro is the winner. But you can decide for yourself. They show you the pictures from both phones. Mm -hmm. Item number 17 in the show notes. By the way, the reason we're saying the iPhone 13 Pro is the iPhone 14 Pro easily outperforms the S23 Ultra. Yeah. So, yeah. But, so we're taking last year's iPhone against the latest Samsung. So yeah. looking at individual images can be hard because so much about what makes these cameras great is the post-processing that they're doing. That's and right. some situations, they're better than other cameras at doing yes. it. And this is a big thing that I did on mine is sometimes the iPhone autocorrect you know, over-brightens people and makes things look a little strange. If you go into your camera settings under formats, you can turn on Apple Pro Raw. And now you're shooting in Raw and your each image is like 20, get, 20 <laughs> megs. Yeah. But... You know, if you've got the space, that's what I've done, and I, yeah. I just love the, the change to the iPhone camera through that. Yeah. 
The results for all the leading smartphones are in item number 17, so you can compare for yourself. But the link into the test results shows you the pictures. You can see the type of pictures you're going to take, Mm -hmm. and you can decide which one is better for you. You you know what Samsung does is they come out with a new phone, 200 megapixels. Yeah. And even I'm like, wow. Right? But you you want to look at the the photos and compare. Yeah, it's just a number that they can... Yeah, yeah, like you're not, I don't know. I start to believe it's a real 200 megapixels. Right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for being here, Tofi. And thanks for taking the time to create those Android tips and also the smartphone buying tips. It was a pleasure. Again, good I to, appreciate you, can find, you guys having me. If you're getting a smartphone or a smartwatch, Tofi's your guy to come and help you set it up. His contact info is in the show notes. Thanks and congratulations on having the baby name, Brian. Oh, thank you. Going to leave you with Brad Paisley and President Volodymyr Zelensky with a song for the one year unfortunate anniversary of the invasion of Ukraine by Russia. Bunch of dreams for his country he holds so dear. He prays for peace and freedom. Same here. Hi, Brad. Hello, Mr. President. Happy to see you. What's same here in Ukrainian? Taksam. We speak different languages in our life. Yes, but I think we appreciate same things, children, freedom, our flag, our soldiers, our people, the biggest treasure we have, and friends. And we are proud of our army who defends our freedom and who defend our lives. for our children, our parents, to defend our houses and families. Taksam, there is no distance between our countries in such values. That is very important to see that they are uh, really in many, in many things, really the same. Talk some, and so it goes.